0: FM Talk, On Demand Audio. These allegations are deeply concerning.
1: Does the president have any comment?
0: We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. And now, Sue's News, news. brought to you by Sue.
2: On this day, I was going to say, maybe if it wasn't Allegiant, I I just, uh, that makes me nervous. On this day in history, 40 years ago, and this does have a, a little bit of audio. In 1983, at the end of its 11th season, the final episode of MASH aired on CBS. Wow. It was a special two and a half hour finale. It was watched by 106 million people. I was one of those people. Fred, did you watch it? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. Watched it at my parents' house. Did you?
2: I'm pretty sure I did, but I honestly don't don't remember. It was a record 77% of the TV viewing audience was tuned into this thing. I mean, this is because, Abby, again, we did not have that many channels. I mean, I'm not sure that you could accomplish this today. There's way too much streaming and other things. To think that 77% of the TV viewing audience was tuned into something is just mind-boggling to I me. I think I
1: became a bigger, um, because I was a MASH fan, but I think it happened when I went to school, when I went to Mizzou. So I don't remember what, I'm, I'm sure I probably watched the finale just because everybody did, but yeah. I, I became more familiar with the show like in the mid to late 80s just because I was watching all the repeats.
2: Oh, that's true. And it was something good that was on that you could watch. And 39 years ago today, in 1984, Michael Jackson won a record eight Grammy Awards. And of course, it's because of the and he won album of the year for Thriller and he won record of the year for this song. i could think of the video every time i hear that that's all i think about is the video of them <laughs> can oh come on who does not like beat it and that whole thing mark did you play it eight thousand times or can you handle to listen to this album
1: i could handle it probably but yeah it got played a lot there so many good good songs off it just that sort of summarizes i think that period musically there's no it doubt it
2: does it does the fact that he won eight grammy awards including album of the year for this uh, pretty much says it all. I mean, if you had something uh, to present that year that uh, Thriller was up for a Grammy, good grief. Forget it. By the way, today is also National Pancake Day, Fred, in case oh, you want that. I like that. You're going to like this more. IHOP is recognizing it by offering a free short stack of buttermilk pancakes. Now, I'm I'm not sure. I'm sure you have to buy something in order to get that, but uh, just letting you know if you want a little dinner. You see, I and, don't know how much,
1: how much you know. When we were in Vegas, I looked at a breakfast someplace, and it was like a short stack of pancakes was eighteen ninety nine. What? It's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I think insanity. that was pretty, pretty much normal, though.
2: Well, that's insanity. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they are here, but it's not eighteen ninety nine. If pancakes are not your thing, it's also National Chocolate Soufflé Day. If you would prefer that, and I found this. Oh man, this is very interesting to me. There is a story on thedrive.com about a patent for which Ford has applied. Now, I'm talking about Ford Motor Company. It is called Systems and Methods to Repossess a Vehicle. And here's the thing. It appears to be software that would disable a vehicle in different ways if that vehicle needs to be repossessed. Now, if the buyer misses a certain number of car payments, maybe the air conditioning is shut down. Or I assume it goes, you know, on like if there are no payments, they could just shut off the motor. If it has autonomous driving capabilities, it could drive itself to a convenient place to be towed or drive itself actually back to the place so they don't have to tow it at all. To me, it's genius. And the system could be installed in future Ford vehicles or they could just be patenting it so that they could own this technology. But either way, somebody just saw that they had applied for it to see and but you know, they don't really know what they're gonna do with it, but it's genius. It's kind of like that OnStar that I've never had a vehicle with OnStar.
1: Yeah, me neither.
2: But it seems like, uh, you know, if they could just shut it down, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done that yet. I had no idea. It wasn't patented, and it is kind of genius.
1: I kind of find it funny that they'll turn off your air conditioning rather than just lock you out.
2: Fred, they're just going to torment you a little while.
1: I I had OnStar many years ago, and I, I liked it quite a bit, actually. But it became, you know, the technology with everything else became so good that I felt like OnStar wasn't necessary although if you're like in the middle of somewhere and you can't get a hold of people again that's it became because i think it was done through satellite right i don't know if so if your cell phone went down or you had an emergency there were some backups there that made you feel safer uh but you had to pay for it too so i think i got rid of it eventually
2: well yeah and i get that i mean just the fact that they can find you wherever you are I find it interesting that Ford has applied. Now, Ford has not come out and said, this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna install it. But this article on the drive.com said, you know what, they're patenting it, so who knows what they'll do with it. It's just interesting to me to think about. Oh, and there was a story out about a sheriff's office in Kentucky that has a brave and honest toddler to thank for helping them find a fugitive who was wanted on drug charges. They go to a home on Friday right to serve a warrant all these adults in the house none of the adults would say whether or not this woman who was wanted on warrants was in the house and that's when a toddler stood up and said it's good to be honest we shouldn't lie and said oh yeah she's in the room next to the bathroom Wow. (laughs) so they got her thanks to the honesty of just a little toddler you gotta think that's adorable so good for that child, who was a boy, by the way. Not that that's here nor there. But, uh, you know, at least they were teaching him good things. Well, not on, uh, <laughs> but even though you were wanted for doing other things. It, finally, it's Sue's News. I can't remember if I've done this one, but every time I see it, I'm, I, I think, what? I've never heard this. Okay. During World War II, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles both had so many players go off to war that they merged for the 1943 season and played as, are you ready for this, the Steagles.
1: <laughs> I had no idea.
2: I read that today, and I thought, I've never heard this before. And then as the day went on, I thought, wait, have I? And then I just can't I don't know. But they were known as Phil Pitt. You haven't heard it either? I, I don't know okay. that I do remember that. It's incredible. They were known as Phil Pitt, and it was uh, really just the fans who called them the Steagles. They won five games and did not make the playoffs. Again, that was uh, 1943. I just love it. It's one of my favorite uh, facts ever. And that's it for Seuss News.
1: All right, awesome. We have Amber Athey coming up here in just a couple of minutes. We've had Amber on the show before. She's the Washington editor for The Spectator, but she's got a new book out called The Snowflakes, Revolt How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. We still might hear from Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey was at the Supreme Court today. He might check in. If not, we uh, we still have Ilya Shapiro in the next hour, the director of constitutional studies at the Manhattan Institute. He'll break it down. Went pretty well if you're looking for this whole thing to be thrown out. We'll have some audio of some of the justices as well.
2: Get more at
1: 971talk.com.